Hello and welcome to the Tremendously Awkward Podcast. I'm Dan Barry. I'm Hale Collins. Hale Collins. Hale, how you doing, man? Are you the now? Are you now? Uh, no, I'm just, uh, I'm here. I just, uh, purchased a motorcycle and didn't tell my wife. Um, (laughs) you have had several martinis today. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Hale Collins in the house. (laughs) Uh, I hope nobody in anywhere listens to this podcast today. Is another episode of Beauty and the Number of the Beast. This time we are reviewing the Disney classic Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, starring Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson. I'm gonna go ahead as is tradition and read off the synopsis. During the Battle of Britain, Miss Eglantine Price, a cunning witch in training, decides to use her supernatural powers to defeat the Nazi menace. She sets out to accomplish this task with the aid of three inventive children who have been evacuated from the London Blitz. Joined by Amelius Brown, the head of Miss Price's witchcraft training correspondence school, the crew uses an enchanted bed to travel to a fantasy land and foil encroaching German troops. Billy, your thoughts? So I enjoyed it, and um, I had no idea what I was expecting getting into this movie because all I picture was witchcraft and nazis and (laughs) that was one exciting uh plot to begin with so yeah i i enjoyed it um long for an early disney movie that wasn't being early i was like the 70 1971 yeah yeah 70s disney movie but um yeah i thought it was i i enjoyed it a lot um, kind of like what do we say? It'd be like a shittier version of Mary Poppins, just adding a witch and Nazis into it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's so the actual story is like they tried to get the rights to both, and then if they weren't allowed to make Mary Poppins because there was a legal dispute, they'd just make this. But instead, they made Mary Poppins first, and then they were like, "Oh, that was successful. Let's put." Angela Lansbury in a bed and have her fight Nazis. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we did instead. Same, same thing. Yeah, and um, the, the one thing that I was, I was kind of not upset about, but I was hoping he had a bigger role and more on camera time was Roddy McDowell. Yeah, he didn't really have a lot of camera time. Now, if you don't know Roddy McDowell, he's uh, he was Chuck the Robot in an episode of Mork and Mindy. And he also played Philip Chamberlain, who was in the movie Double Trouble. Now, if you don't know Double Trouble, I suggest you stop what you're doing right now and go find the fucking movie Double Trouble starring the Barbarian Brothers. No, wait, wait, wait. Watch it after this this podcast. Thank you. Okay, watch it after the podcast. Or just watch any movie with the Barbarian Brothers, please. It's just two giant twin bodybuilders who just decided to start doing movies. And Double Trouble, to me, is their uh, masterpiece. He's also uh, Cornelius in Planet of the Apes. Just he was Cornelius in Planet of the Apes, and then he was Caesar in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, no, never heard of those movies. And then he's also in Fright Night, and he's, no. in, he's, he's in Overboard. 
No, he's he was only in Mork and Mindy. That's it. And the Barbarian Brothers movie. He's also in the new Batman Adventures as the Mad Hatter. He's the voice, Jervis Tetch. Anywho, anywho. So you're so you enjoyed it. What what did you enjoy about this movie? Um it was it it like I said, it was long, but it kept me interested the entire time. Um the, the first time you fucking see Angela Lansbury come in on a fucking motorcycle with fucking green exhaust coming out of the pipe. Like that I, was cool. I posted this on Instagram. If you look at the actual person on that motorcycle and then you see Angela Lansbury pull up, they could not look any different. <laughs> like, no, not even close. Angela Lansbury's stunt double was like a 22-year-old woman, and at the time, Angela Lansbury was 48. <laughs> so it was a very noticeable difference between the two of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Angela Lansbury was 48 years old the day she was born. Yeah, she's always been progressively old. Yeah, she's looked exactly the same. Yeah, so, I mean, regardless of who was riding that bike, having a supposed, alleged Angela Lansbury coming in fucking hot on a motorcycle with fucking green smoke coming out. Like, you're, you're starting this movie off on a fucking high note, and you Just, gotta get there, or else you're gonna fucking fail. Jessica Fletcher is ready to fight some Nazis on her motorcycle, and no one, and yeah. no one is ready for it. Nobody's ready for it. Also, when they, um, so when she adopts these three kids. Forcefully, by the way. Yes. And brings them into their room. Now, I don't know if this is who it's supposed to be or not. But from the first thing I noticed when they walk into that room is just a picture of Hitler on the wall. And they make no mention of it at all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't Hitler, but all right. <laughs> Let's well, go. It looks exactly like Hitler. <laughs> she goes on to fight Nazis. I doubt in her guest bedroom she'd have a photo of Hitler, unless she was just a secret Nazi supporter who had to make it seem like she didn't like them. Well, here's the thing, and spoiler alert. So maybe, just maybe, she was helping the Nazis in some way with her witchcraft. Because to fight off the Nazis, who did she use? No one. Nobody. She just used armor. Body armor to fight the Nazis. So maybe she was kind of, you know, giving away her witchcrafty secrets to the Nazis and letting them know that they can fight wars without using anybody. Just body armor. You know? Now... Now, that's the one thing I do want to talk about is the special effects in this movie from 1971. Mm-hmm. I got to say, there's a couple of moments in it where I'm like, that's actually pretty impressive how they did that. Like, so the, the, the first thing that I noticed in the beginning of the movie was the cat. The cat yeah. was shaking his head no when she was asking him questions. But the cat still looked real. Like, it was really doing that. And then yeah. it would go on to, like, do, like, more cat-like things, you know, like, not nodding their head no. Yeah, that's a sassy cat. That cat, I feel like the cat was also completely not necessary for the story. (laughs) There's a lot of things they added in just because it's Disney and I felt like they had to. But, like, all of the musical numbers could have gone and it would have, the movie would have been much better. 
there would have there I would have been perfectly fine except the Portobello Road song I thought was ridiculous so I enjoyed uh, the, the 14 minute dance sequence at the back yes. end of it <laughs> every yes. every different type of dancing style you could have done in a movie it was in this movie except for break dancing that's the only because you know if if you get the Blu-ray, there's uh, deleted scenes of them all breakdancing, and that's and actually that's actually how they um, created the movie Breakin' from the '80s, the yeah. other break movie. It was actually um, originally the idea for Bedknobs and Broomsticks. But deleted footage. They put it into Breakin', and they were like, "This is it." Exactly. So pretty yeah. much Breakin' it's all deleted scenes from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. There's a there's a lot about the movie that I um I felt is too like oddly Disney campy and it's like the kids all have like the thickest like hello governor it's like come on stop it that was that was another thing too so I thought that it would have been a little better if they had subtitles for the kids with their cockney <laughs> <copy> slang <laughs> they 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 definitely like. I don't know. Disney has a way with like British kids who are supposed to be like from like no money. They're like they all have to sound like this. It's like not not fucking really, man. Like they they were they were kicked out of their homes because of the London Blitz. By the way, uh, in the synopsis, it brings up um, that she's trying to use witchcraft to fight Nazis. That's not what she was initially trying to do. She was using witchcraft to try and graduate witchcraft school. She just wanted to be a witch. Yeah, she, the Nazi thing was just like, oh, yeah, they're invading. She did. fell into that at all, you know, 100%. She fell into fighting Nazis. She didn't want to do this. It was against her will. All she I, wanted to do was be a witch. It's funny because it's just so like, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the Nazis were sort of shoehorned in there. I, it wasn't necessary. Um Necessary in the least bit, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why I loved this movie because a lot of it had no need. There was no need for ninety percent of the movie. They could have just made this movie, called it Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and went about it on you know just released card- it as it. Now you had asked me last time if it was an animated movie, and I said no. I can't say it's an animated movie, but. The scenes where they're under, where they're in the cartoon world, there are a couple of moments where I'm like, "This looks so good! Like, I can't yeah. believe how good that looks." I know. Same here. Um, now I remember, like I said, I've never seen this movie. I'd never heard of it before last week, but I remember seeing the lion, like the king, at yeah. the end. I remember seeing him. So I must have came across this movie at some point in my childhood and have not remembered it. See, I think he looks a lot like the, uh, let me see, uh, Disney's uh, Robin Hood. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think, I think right. he looks a lot like, um, I might be wrong. No, I think it is. No, yeah, no. He looks a lot like sort of that king, except he's more frazzled. And for some reason, he has a pirate voice, which I'll never understand. Um, That's he's it. like, he's like, ah, you want to play soccer, do you? It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. 
It was. Oh, another thing that I really liked was um, so the book that was sought after throughout the whole movie was The Magic of Astaroth. Now, Astaroth, I don't know if you know this, is one of the three kings of hell. <laughs> <laughs> There's Astaroth, Lucifer, and Beelzebub. Oh, I was going to say Doug. Yeah, and Doug. Doug funny. <laughs> Doug funny. Da, 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 da. So the like as soon as they said the name Astaroth, I was like, wait, hold on. And sure enough, I looked it up. It's it's the, the, the Duke. The Duke of Hell is what he goes by. He's one of the kings of hell. One of the That's main it. kings of hell in a can Disney we, movie. Can we make a can we make a trios of me, you, and I was gonna say Juba, but maybe someone else and we call ourselves the Kings of Hell and you could be the Duke of Hell? I would love to be the Duke of Hell. Believe me. I would love to be the Duke of Hell. We could find somebody else aside from Juba. He sucks. He probably doesn't even listen to this. He's an asshole. I guarantee Juba does not listen to this. And this is how I know this. I'm telling you right now, Juba, if you if you do listen to this, I'll give you $20. No one tell Juba. Let him have to find it on his own. And uh, if I find out someone else told him, you owe Juba $20. That's what yeah. it is. I will also give him 20 bucks. So $40 all together for Juba, because God knows he fucking needs it. Fucking Juba. Juba right now. Oh, my God. Back to Angela Lansbury uh, is the star of the movie. Um, You could tell I think she wasn't super happy. What happened to her, though? What's that? I said so sad what happened to her later on in life, though. It was just tragic. When she became super successful and was Mrs. Potts and no, when she was she was murdered by Mark David Chapman out in front of the Dakota, New York City. But that's that was John Lennon. John Lennon, not Angela Lansbury. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I, that's actually Googleable. Um, Mark David Chapman. He, I distinctly remember it being Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury went on to have a successful movie career after the Mark David Chapman killed John Lennon. I don't know. I, I, I would look that up again if I were you. I mean, I'm, I'm on her IMDb right now, and there's no mention of Mark David Chapman, Bill. Uh, I don't know. I, again, I'd dig a little bit deeper. I, I would think, dig a little bit deeper. I, I, think, I think you've had too much to drink already. <laughs> Whatever, leave me alone. Yeah, I just felt like I felt like um, she wasn't. Uh, I don't think she was thrilled to make this movie. That's what I thought watching it. Kind of got the same the same vibe too, like right from the beginning. Like yeah. right from the. I mean, she was kind of like a little standoffish, but never like shied away from that throughout the entire movie. But I really think that that was her. I really truly believe that she probably did not want to do this movie. I she agree. Probably wanted to do murder she wrote again because it's been around for 97 years. <laughs> There's a scene um, in the movie like when she first meets the kids and it reminded me like okay it reminded me a lot of The Room and the reason it reminded me of The Room is uh, oh, there's that the world's greatest movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene in The Room where he goes to a florist and he has the quickest conversation with someone where she finds the way to insert, you're my favorite customer, as he walks out. And uh, 
it is one of the funniest scenes in the world because it was like this didn't need to be in this movie at all. None of this had to be in this movie. But there's a scene Augie. where she goes, what's that? Oh, hi, doggy. Oh, hi, doggy. Goodbye, <laughs> you're my favorite customer. So then he walks in. It's like literally 25 seconds long of this scene. And all it is is him walking in. Oh, hi, dozen roses. Oh, hi, doggy. Oh, thanks. You're my favorite customer. Okay, bye. And that's it. That's the whole conversation. That's the whole, the whole shot. The scene where Angela Lansbury comes into the room, comes into the museum, and they give her the kids. She's like, I don't want the kids. Oh, well, the order says you actually have to have them. All right, well, everyone get on top of my motorcycle. We're out of here. Okay, bye. And then that's it. That's the whole scene. <laughs> and nothing else is even, no fuss was really put up. But, like, oh, I really would rather not. Oh, well, you have to. All right, bye. <laughs> like, if I were, you know... If somebody tried to force three kids on me for no reason and I didn't deserve it at all, I'd be fighting that for a long time. I wouldn't I, just agree and get on my motorcycle, which just surprisingly had a side cart yeah, to begin with. A side um, cart for a person who lives alone and doesn't want any kids or significant others, just, just yeah. her and her cat. I also just bought a broomstick, you know? Yeah, so. that she felt she had to hide from people, even though... It looked exactly like a regular broomstick. <laughs> yes. And that was the other thing, too. So she flies around. She's getting used to the broomstick, and the kids see her flying and everything. And then it cuts to the next scene, which is the next day, and they're all sitting at the table having breakfast. And the kid picks up the broomstick, but it's now broken in half. And again, they never tell you why the broomstick is broken in half. She fell out of the sky, Bill. Oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> she was on her witch. She was doing her witchy Almost stuff. That part. And she didn't, uh, she didn't want to, uh, she didn't know how to handle the broom, so she fell. And then they were like, why, why do you have a limp? She's like, oh, it's, just, it's nothing. It's just my ankle. It's like, bitch, you fell from the sky. You, yeah, fell, from, right. you fell from the right. sky. You landed in a bush. You'd have, you'd have lacerations. You'd probably need medical attention. You wouldn't just have a slight limp. And the broom was broken ever so perfectly in the middle. So let's let's rewind and delete that for like just a second. I'll I'll start. Welcome to uh, tremendously <laughs> awkward with uh, uh, Dan Barry and uh, uh, Hale Collins. And uh, so today we're watching. Um, bees and and brooms on the disney network and we're gonna be reviewing it tonight with uh angela lansbury and peter vincent from fright night and <laughs> um so fast forward okay so getting to the scene yeah yeah so oh yeah that's right she actually fell out of the sky broke a broomstick yeah okay so next what, what's uh what's after that <laughs> i mean a whole movie <laughs> the whole movie takes place after that bill <laughs> Listen, the scene—the scene that really got me was when she was killed by Mark David Chapman. That just fucking blew me away. Yeah, really sneaks up on you. <laughs> She's in the middle of uh, the fucking road singing that song, and suddenly just gets just gets shot outside of a hotel. Excuse me, sir. Can you sign my version of Catcher in the Rye, please? Well, sure. And then dead. <laughs> she gets shot. Bedknobs and broomsticks rated R. A lot of people didn't expect that. And then uh, the kids have to get on the bed and magically fly back to their parents who are also dead. 
And yeah. uh, man, and then the uh, a shoddy magician um, has to raise them as his own. Yeah, I also thought it was weird that the kids' parents were crucified and shown the entire movie. Every scene you could see in the background the crucified parents of the kids. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, and and the one little kid just keeps looking at him at the corner of his eye. I couldn't really. Really subtle stuff by Walt Disney, but really tastefully done, actually, I think. Um, oh, my God. This is this is off the rails right now. Um, but, yeah, the, the, I felt like this was just like, a, oh, shit. Uh, you know, uh, Mary Poppins was successful. We have to now make the movie, another movie like this. And it's... Um, <laughs> um, every time they get in the, on the bed, it's like... You're just going to like a bad acid trip literally every time. It's just <laughs> random colors. Yeah. Yeah. That, kind of, that 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 kind of ties in with what the movie that I have selected for you, which we'll, I'll mention it a little bit. But um, I can only imagine what this movie would be like if you were tripping on some type of psychedelics. I think it would pretty it would fuck you up, especially once they go underwater and they're talking normally underwater and then get fucking fished up by a bear on an island. I think that would fuck me up bad if I was like, you know, if I had some good good shrooms uh, beforehand and watching this. I think you would. I think it would, you know, mess me up just just a little bit. This is there's a scene. There is a scene in this movie where Angela Lansbury is da- dancing, and it is when she casts the one spell where all the clothes start coming to life that it sets up the, the, the final fight at the end. There's this one weird dance she does, and I can't stop seeing it. I almost I wish I could show you right now. Maybe I can show you somehow. Um, but honestly, like, I can't show you. Um, I really want you to find it, but mm-hmm. there's a scene of Angela Lansbury. She's just dancing. We're like, she just keeps doing this, and she's <laughs> she's like flailing her arms back and back behind her. She's she's doing the Dougie. Yeah, the Dougie. She did the Dougie. Angela um, Lansbury invented the Dougie. A lot of people also don't know that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is just a weird. I like it. I liked it as a. I don't know. There's like. I don't know. There's some like a soft spot for old Disney movies, but like there, it doesn't deserve the, the the love that I'm giving it right now. I can see this, and I'm sure it is, and I just don't really know. But I'm sure that this is like a cult favorite amongst like not hardcore Disney fans, but other just like like myself, for example. I am a fan of shit movies. I love shitty movies. The shittier, the better. And this wasn't a shitty movie by any means, but this was just a movie that was kind of all over the place and threw everything at you. Um, Witches, uh, animated characters, Nazis, uh, the devil, the fucking, the king of hell. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So, I mean, just for those reasons alone, you don't need, you don't need to show me the movie. Just give me those, those bullet points. And I'll like this movie right off the bat. And that's, I think I would probably give this movie 
out of five stars, I'd give it three and a half. I'd give it three and a half stars out of five. Three and a half stars. The same as it's just it's above Big Hero Six to Bill. Yes, wow. definitely Big Hero Six. Um, I'd say wow. close four, but there's no um, numbers between three point five and four, so I'm just gonna have to keep it at three point five. Oh boy, three and a half. Yeah. Big, big news now. Now the the question in everyone's mind, including mine. What movie does Bill bequeath to me? Okay. So, let's see. Let me pull up the synopsis real quick. Now, this movie is not a traditional movie that I would normally recommend. It's not a horror movie. It's not Wait, really what? Yeah, it's not a horror movie. I mean, some scenes people might consider, you know, frightening or horrific in a way, but it's not, it's technically not a horror movie. But I love this movie, and it's just, it's fucking weird, and it's out there, and it's, it's got a good reputation. I'm looking right now. It's this is the highest rated movie that I have recommended so far. So it's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. So the movie that you'll be watching, the synopsis is. Come on, I should have this up already. In a corrupt, greed fueled world. A powerful alchemist leads a Christ-like character and seven materialistic figures to the holy mountain where they hope to achieve enlightenment. The movie you will be watching is directed by Alejandro Jodorowsky, and it came out in 1973, and it is called The Holy Mountain. (laughs) All right. And I will Venmo you $5 so you can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's $5. (laughs) (laughs) Every movie I look up for you is free. And I just want to point that out to you. Yeah, I know, Dan. But listen, I need to do some extreme stuff here. And there's a lot of it. So, like, three of the movies that I've wanted to show you, you can't even stream. So I'm 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 digging deep here. I'm sure I can find some other stuff, but I want you to watch this movie because it's um, visually it, it it's almost it's like an experience rather than a movie, if that makes sense. And going along the lines of having psychedelic drugs, like we were talking about the last movie. Watching this on psychedelic drugs might ruin your life or make it better. I don't know. Yeah, who knows at this point. So, yeah, and it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to take it, but uh, just open up your mind, Dan. Let it, let it, let it soak into your brain. I'll do my goddamn best. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for you, Holy Mountain, the Holy Mountain. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess that's where we'll end it on this one is uh, 
Three and a half stars in the Holy Mountain. Let's uh, put over our own stuff because that's what we're here to do. Go to teamtremendous.bigcartel.com to get some shirts that we have in the Team Tremendous warehouse. Bill, what's that discount code they should use? Oh, I think it's called Paul West because that's my vampire name. Goddamn right. Paul West, all caps, one word. Get 20% off your order. Uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Team Tremendous. That discount does not work there. Uh, you can follow us on social media at WWE Dutch at The Dan Barry. And uh, other than that, Bill, what do you want to put over? Oh, I'd say go to WWEShop.com for all your wrestling t-shirt needs and other merchandise. Um, support local business. Support small business. You know, the more money they get, the better, and they can keep trucking pretty much during this, uh, this pandemic still going on. So please buy uh, buy the newest Undertaker shirt because mm-hmm. he needs it. Use the discount code Paul West for something. I don't think you're going to get much, but try it. <laughs> That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. And uh, hey, Bill. Yeah, yeah Dan. Where's Hale Collins? Hale Collins.